Hey, welcome to the Hunto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny Wynn, uh, founder of Venture Out. And I'm Bo. Uh, I enjoy life, love, and all food. <laughs> I'm, still all right, well, I'm still shopping those quotes. That's cool. It's not like you had time to think about it or anything. <laughs> we gave we gave you f- what, five months to come up with something. Five and months. Like, we've been doing this for like what two or three years now. Yeah. Well, well I was just counting the, time, the, the our little uh, sabbatical that we took there to you know survive COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I took the, I took my COVID time to build my bunker. I've got one of those um, cow train deals on the front of my car now. Got the uh, my crossbow ready. My arsenal set up. And uh, I'm good with the switchblade now, so I think I'm ready for both the election and the vaccine wars wow. to come. <laughs> Not bad. The only thing I've been doing is uh, baking bread and experimenting with food over here. All right. So I got two foodies. Uh, so here's the trick. Once I get that uh, with my skills I've developed over the, the, the break, I'm going to just come steal your food. <laughs> Please, man. I'm just going to throw one of my uh, rock hard breads at you. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. I'll try to... I appreciate it. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to the Junto Show. Uh, we missed you even more than you missed us. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick the show off. We got a quick one for you today. Um, we are the Junto Show. It is two, wait, it was mo- was it Monday, oh. October 26th. It's too loud. Hmm? Holy talks now? Good night, buddy. It's too loud, Daddy. It's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You in bed? Okay. You want to give Dad a hug? Oh, I love you. Hmm? Have fun. Go get a book, okay? Hey. Hey, just to be fair, we do have the explicit, uh, you know, um, uh, mark on these podcast episodes. So it's not meant to be, it's not meant for kids. <laughs> It's, you mean to say it's only meant for cool kids? <laughs> yep. We are the uh, the wine cooler of podcasts. <laughs> Mike's hard podcast. <laughs> uh, man, man, so Bo, your kid sounds uh, a lot more grown than I remember him being a year ago, which I guess makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 walking around, obviously talking. Uh, you know, I, he's uh, he has he does jokes now, so that's that's always good. You know, I can only imagine <laughs> what your kid's sense of humor is like. Uh, all right, so I'll go ahead and kick off the show. It is a uh, Monday, October twenty sixth, and we are the Junto Show. And the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound. Between the geeky jokes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's great. Um, yeah, you guys got anything you want to catch the listeners up on that since uh, our last recording? Nope, I'm just uh, losing weight over here, man. On purpose or uh, I get, type of uh, All I do change is, in your routine? All I do is run and do cardio, man. You yeah. Know, I, like, I, I feel like this is what Patrick must feel like. You know, like this is how Patrick <laughs> lives his life with no shoulders. Yeah, his, his wind resistance is uh his aerodynamics due to his lack of shoulder blades is uh just amazing. What what are, what is your mileage up to per week, Johnny? Uh no, I've been hitting pretty steady around uh, I'd say seven to nine miles ish. A week or a day? A week. Seven to nine okay, miles right. a week and the average pace is roughly 
give or take nine minutes per yeah. mile. That's Better not too bad. Yeah, I'll take it. Yep. Mm, I could probably do a nine minute mile. Like, but the thing with the trick is for not one. for more than one mile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I could do a nine minute mile for like a quarter mile. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, like it's a minute uh, break. It, whenever, so I was running quite a bit earlier this year. I think Johnny can attest. I think I was up to like 22 miles a week. But as soon as summer hit and the, the sun started coming out, that, I mean, that really does kill you. It's really, really hard to run in the in the summer heat in Florida. So, Dude, it, it feels good again, man. Get back out there, man. It feels yeah, good I'm, I'm back up to, I think I'm around 15 miles a week now. So Good grief. I'm yeah. probably doing like four miles a week. I'm running two, not like seriously. It's more like a Pokemon Go situation. <laughs> uh, I'm probably up to like uh, <laughs> I'm hatching one egg, <laughs> one egg a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and kick things off with our first segment, Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right, so uh, I guess uh, you guys got any Halloween plans? Since uh, what's the what's the Halloween situation? It's the next week or this weekend, I guess. And um, I'm doing nothing. My girl's real sad about it. Hall- Halloween's a big holiday for her, but it's a pandemic, so we got nothing going on. You guys, Halloweening, passing out candy, even so, shooting candy through so, a slingshot at the kids. So, do you think kids will actually be walking by? Um, in Florida, probably. Yeah, they did. Well, they did spectacular in our neighborhood last weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what we're going to be doing for Halloween. Cause you know, obviously, you know, Parker's three years old, so I'm not sure it's really going to matter too much. What I think we're going to do is just dress in costumes and run around the neighborhood for like an hour or something like that. And then go home and, uh, I'll, I'll do some like a candy hunt or something like that. So. Okay. But in your time running around the neighborhood, you're not actually going to people's houses though. Or are you? No, I don't think so. I think we're just going to look at people's houses, you know. Oh, okay, to see the decorations. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, you guys doing anything? I will most uh, most of the time be out of town, so we're going to go uh, camping over to uh, Kissimmee Prairie Park. It's one of the certified dark sky locations in Florida. Hmm. So we're going to go uh, go do a one night camping out, and hopefully staring at the uh, actually at the moon. It'll be a full moon. When we're uh, this weekend, oh, okay. So Ooh, just the t- full moon on Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, you go get attacked by a werewolf or something. Can I have your sound bar? <laughs> 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 you got it, last. I bequeath to you my sound bar. Okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> first story in the hot take news. Um, like I said, we got the election coming up next week. And I've been noticing a undercurrent, maybe even just a regular current of political violence going on in the nation. Uh, and it's a thing that I have dubbed the Civil War II. Uh, every time I look at like a story on Twitter or on in the news that kind of is like something crazy is happening, I'm like, this is evidence of the, the coming Civil War. So like things that I'm tracking along those lines, the plot to kill the governor of Michigan. Mm-hmm. They recently arrested a guy who tried to kidnap Joe and Kamala Harris. Um, and then I came across an article today that uh, these these two researchers that say they basically they're like uh, historians or something like that. And they've calculated a single number that they call the political stress indicator that can warn when societies are at risk of erupting into violence. And the number that they've indicated is uh, if you look at the chart of the political stress indicator from like 1999 to 2010, 
uh, I mean, the 2020 and compare that to like the 20 years before the Civil War, the chart, I mean, the, the graphs look exactly the same. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. And so um, they're saying that this, so this guy, like he predicted this 10 years ago, too. So he was like, can you imagine this guy who's predicting unrest and a war in this in the United States? Then see Donald Trump get elected, and then see Donald Trump's uh, presidency be what it was. So he's a, basically like, "Hey, um, things are spiking right around 2020." Uh, there's another index called the Fragile States Index that shows the USA is like, like the, the the bar line on the Fragile States Index has the U.S. as the most unstable, large democracy in the world. So I know that I'm a little paranoid, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> conspiracy is inclined if you listen to the show maybe you noticed do you guys think that there's a real risk of anything major minor mid-level popping off this year uh <laughs> i don't i don't i think 2020 is the, the year where you're just gonna say well anything could happen <laughs> and has yeah and has <laughs> i won't say that the probability is probably higher than it's ever been but i wouldn't uh, yeah i wouldn't think it's likely I would think it's unlikely. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I feel like Bo is still binding it right I, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it I'm putting it like twenty percent chance of something bad happening like that. I'll just couch it like that. I think that's I think that's about right, which is like, you know, a twenty percent chance of a civil war is horrible and crazy because like it's a twenty percent chance of a horrible bad thing happening is, you know, not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I probably have it at thirty or thirty five. I think they're definitely. I think like a hundred percent chance of there being some isolated incidents. Like there will be a, a city or two, the downtown of a city or two will burn. All right, uh, um, no matter what happens. <laughs> so I, I think for my prediction, and I like to um, cite a couple past um, forecastings I did that I was spot on for. Okay. Long, long time ago, people asked, "Hey, Johnny, how bad do you think this coronavirus pandemic is going to get?" I on a scale of one in ten, I'd said either a seven or an eight. And I think for sure we would all agree it's at least a seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. At least. Example number two, people ask Johnny, will Cats the movie be a hit? <laughs> and I say, nope, no way. That thing is a nightmare. And that was correct as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict I... for this election afterwards, Biden's going to win. There will be a few days of like, uh, of upset people, but then before we know it, it's going to go back to the boring news that we were used to pre-Trump. Boring before he's inaugurated, or boring after he's inaugurated, and/or will he be inaugurated? Uh, boring after the inauguration plus two months. So okay. I'm, gonna, I'm going to say April. Things are quiet as they quiet as they can be. That's a, that's a fair amount of time between November and April. That yep. uh... <laughs> yep. you, got, you got to let people work out their emotional roller coaster. But yeah, mm-hmm. come April, spring will be back. The birds will be chirping. It'll be great. I think I can get on board with April things being settled into a new normal. Yep. Um, of course, I guess that's that's less time between when coronavirus came and is now. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Hmm. All right. All right. So hopefully, I guess it it all depends on what happens in that intervening time between November and April. So good luck to us yeah. all. And I just want to say on the Johnny's predictions, I think I was there for those. And my predictions 
word that uh, the coronavirus, was, I said it was going to be like a three. So obviously I was wrong there. And I thought Cats was going to be a great movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, to, I think, so, okay, so what would you say? So coronavirus in the United States is definitely like a nine or whatever. What? So, but the, the countries that handled it well because they were like serious, um, say South Korea, what, what, what's, what number would we, would we give them? Did they, are they a three? No, no. I, I think my, my take is across the board, the whole world, no matter how bad or how light the country's gone away with it to a degree, it's still a seven rate because even for the lower impacted countries, they had to do dramatic things, I bet. Lock down the country, close down schools for certain areas, even closing down one whole city. I, I still remember when they closed down Wuhan. And I was like, holy cow, China just shut down an entire city. And then... Yeah, you look at that as like, oh, how quaint! One small little city, like try the whole country. Yeah, but you can't give a country that had like a one percent death rate, and then like a country with a ten percent death rate, the same grade either. So, and that's the hot take news for all of us here at News Center Four. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Uh, We'll be right back after this. That's bad (laughs) transition. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Captain's Red Room, the place where we can talk about top secret communique and kind of just air it all out. First officer, all right. first and officer, uh, reporting. Science officer Lance on deck. <laughs> Fantastic, guys. It's been a while since we've been in this Red Room. I know there's cobwebs in the corner. A uh, well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the replicators not even making Earl Grey anymore for me. That's how bad it is over here. Um, yeah, so I, I think the question I want to pose to you guys is, I don't think we've, you know, everybody's talking about it, but nobody re- realized that we'd be doing this work from home, telework, this whole quarantine isolation thing. Is there, have you all had any observations about yourself that like this many months into it, you've realized something new about yourself or that you've changed perhaps from this whole thing? Mm, yes and no, right? So I think that I kind of just became a more distilled version of myself. Um, I'm more or less the same person, just like I'm just me in crazy situation. So like um, not seeing my friends or or being able to hug you know anybody but my girl. Uh, like I, I'm a physical touch is a big part of me. You know, like not seeing my family, not seeing my friends for real, haven't. Uh, been to a movie or anything like that so i guess the, probably the main thing that's changed for me is i've got a lot more money <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i only buy groceries and stuff from amazon now i guess that's probably most people um i realized that I, that was my problem was uh i was just i guess doing way more spending than i thought i was but um nah I, only only uh, like revelation work wise that i've noticed is that um more work gets done when you put on pants <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get caught out here uh, tubing, tubing. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, 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 Lance, do, do do you think this is like a, a a new version of you? Like, let's say we come out of this thing, are you going to be a more cost conscious, more distilled version of yourself still? Yeah, I'm going to try to. Um, obviously, I look forward to the time in the. I won't even say near future in the future when I can go back to the movies or like go to dinner with my friends. But, um, I think that 
I have developed habits or been shocked into habits that I think will, uh, will carry forward. Like, um, I do a lot more cooking now. Um, I don't randomly go to TJ Maxx and buy stretch pants, uh, like I used to. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, saving me hundreds of dollars a month. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Bo? Uh, what revelations have you found out about yourself in the, uh, in the, in the quarantine in times. quarantine times um that uh i guess work never ends uh for me yeah you know I, I find myself i'm more of a night owl i guess is really the thing because you know i'll be working until like 11 o'clock at night or something you know several days a week and i'm sitting there and i'm like and after i finish i go well i guess i have to stop and then you know go to bed uh, so i found out i'm more of a night owl than I thought I would be. Um, other than that, you know, I think uh, the only thing I found is, you know, you have you have to find a new balance in life. You know, like I think we talked about exercise a little earlier, and and you know, for I think like a week or three, I didn't exercise very well, and you could you could almost feel it in your mind that you when you didn't exercise, you know, so. I tell you, I'm I'm uh, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm auditing this class on wellness and mm-hmm. happiness, and the lesson that I just took was that it basically said that um, they did a study and showed that exercising, you know, X amount of time per day for a few days a week, has as much effect on a person's depression as like uh, uh, Prozac, you know, or, or as many. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. You know, it, you know, I can definitely feel it if I don't. If I don't actually exercise and some of that, uh, I mean, other things is, you know, I, I'm not being good at playing guitar, but I, I picked up a guitar and I've been, you know, trying to keep practice that a little bit. That's, you know, learning music and stuff like that is, is really, uh, I think it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Um, other than that, I, I actually like working from home, <laughs> you know, the less, yeah, the less, the less contact I have with, with, you know, the drive and then having to go into work and, there's a couple things that, I, you know, you miss because you like there's some physical stuff that you actually have to do at work. But I mean, if you don't if I don't have to go into work, you know, the better. That's so much better. So. Wow. Yeah, I think it, I think if this thing carries on much, much longer, like I was very skeptical of the idea of businesses or like society adopting widespread acceptance of work from home. But like after a year and a half of it, which is I probably think that if we are cautious like we should be, that, you know, the office people should be working from home for at least another seven or eight months, then I think you would have you going to have a hard time unraveling the the work from home uh, structure that we've built mm-hmm. up over this time. Like either things work or they yeah. don't. You know? and, and I think the, the idea of the work from home being like a structural change, I, I think that's like a bigger societal impact and stuff like that, like for the past – yeah, I don't know, 20 years or something, and cities have been growing bigger and and when coming together towards cities where now that's if you if you're not if you're working from home and you're working remote, like you don't need to go into a city, you know, you could buy some a cheap house out in the country or something like that and be just as happy, you know. Yeah, like what we should do is get all the liberal office workers to move into some purple <laughs> state and still still yep. work. And then I'll just like change yep. the vote. <laughs> just enough. It's like one big Amazon uh, office <laughs> in Nebraska or somewhere. I don't know. 
Hey, Bo, I, I, I'm actually quite surprised by your, uh, your uh, takeaway from this, where I thought you'd be a person that would uh, crave going into the office and having a, like a different stimuli. Uh, yeah, that walking, walking around drinking Mountain Dew don't hit the same <laughs> in the house, does it, Bo? <laughs> no, I, I think I've, I've had to find my stimuli a little differently, you know. Um, like, you know, you pick up, you try to pick up little, little hobbies around the house and stuff like that. Uh, and I found that I don't, my, my footprint is a lot smaller. Like I kind of sit there and I'm like, do I really have to go like that 10 minute drive, you know, somewhere to, to go pick something up? Like, eh, no, I don't have to. And I don't want to. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the other, uh, thought I had was like uh, Lance you're talking about um auditing that wellness and um class and yeah exercise is fantastic for us for you know for feeling good reducing stress and such but we're such a social creature too I wonder what the long-term impacts of like all this has been on us we're you know we're just not hanging out physically not doing the physical touch like you say you know that's an important piece of all this oh no it's it's driving me crazy for sure like um on the the rare chance when I do go outside or go do something or whatever, I've got, I won't like say crippling anxiety or anything like that, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, when I see other, like a crowd of people now, you know, where as that, that was never like a thing for me. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, they're literally dangerous. So hey. it's like, it's scary. Even when I watch old TV shows where people are hanging out <laughs> yeah, in groups yeah. now, yeah, I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> Hey Lance, I, I think what I'm gonna do to help you out is like send you like a like a life size doll, you know, just so you I'm, have I'm, in the house. I'm, I'm set you know, on those. And... Thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, no. what kind of, and... kind of doll are we talking here? <laughs> no, no, but 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 this one would be dressed like a clown, and I, and I'm gonna oh. make it so that the eyes move and track with you. Yeah, you messed it up. You had me a doll, you lost me a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Johnny? Have you noticed anything different about your in the uh in these in these trying times <laughs> uh yeah and i think it came in the form of like uh, my friends noticing it more so than me to the degree where um as you two know and most people know i'm i i like the social time I like going to movies i like arranging dinners i like hosting uh um, yeah johnny's the glue to the social fabric of our uh our little <laughs> friend group down here and and this pandemic has shown how useless my role has been <laughs> You all no, are still no. surviving fine. And I'm, no, I'm, I'm going crazy, well, man. I mean, I haven't seen anybody since this whole entire thing started. So, I mean, without your place. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it's been a little surprising. Where like I thought it would um, bother me more, I guess, maybe in retrospect. But it's been totally fine. Like, I, I feel like we text enough with everybody. And we do enough different things to stay in touch to a degree in the various forms of communication that I'm not lacking on the, uh, on the, uh, you know, on, on this, on the movie dinners and stuff like that. But it's been a little bit of a surprise for me. Oh, okay. So, so now I'm curious when things go back to normal, quote unquote normal, will you go back to organizing events and whatnot at roughly your previous pace? No. No. Ooh. No. Ooh, that, that that is a change. Yeah, oh, there's a couple of factors there. One, maybe it was maybe we've never returned back to normal because of this pandemic reaction, but also I've gotten uh-huh. Ooh. So that's going to impact things a little bit, you know, where um yeah. 
but yeah, no, I'll, I'm definitely looking forward to going back to the movies and arranging some some nights together with 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 the gang. Um, just not sure what yeah. the case would be like. As long as we oh, get to go see the uh, okay, the Wind okay. Manor, I'm uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, what, what movie? What movie is that? But I was like, oh wait, no. <laughs> 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 all righty well um thank you for those insight guys I, I i hope these insights sort of um hit with our audience a little bit and maybe they can relate to some or maybe we've uh you know highlighted a new new thought with them too but uh i hope everybody's faring well and uh send us a note if you have a certain reaction yourself that you want to share so we're here to listen as well all right see you all on the on the pop culture segment Transfer of data is complete. Welcome back to the Hunter Show. I'm Bo. And welcome John. to our world famous <laughs> pop culture segment where we peruse uh, all our uh, media consumption habits and our favorite topics in all that is Hollywood and other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bo, um, what do you think obviously, I used it wrong because as soon as I said it, I remembered. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I never use peruse right. Never say peruse." Um, and it's uh, it's Lance's, yeah, uh, hot. Button. I think it's it's the lazy way to say Paris. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, we went to Peruse. yeah we went to the Louvre <laughs> over in Peruse. Okay. Um, so I guess. Uh, Johnny usually have a good Netflix recommendations. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that, or maybe we talk about one big item that uh, we've we've each consumed and then we discuss. Okay, I like that idea, Bo. All righty. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. So yes, of course, I have uh, consumed the contents of Netflix, as well as these days I've been consuming some. Bollywood mm-hmm. as ah. well, and which uh, is, is a, a topic in itself. But what I want really want to talk about you all with is the HBO show uh, Raised by Wolves, directed by Ridley Scott. HBO Max. HBO Max. Show. Yes, yes. It's mm-hmm. a, I forgot how many episodes. I'm about like 10 episodes or so, uh, about an hour long each. And it takes place in this, I'm not sure if it's an alternate future or a different or part of the galaxy or whatnot, but uh, humans have uh, decimated each other on their home planet, and the two main factions are the religious people and the atheist people. Okay. Right? So Sounds right. The uh, atheist people, in the last ditch hope, sends a robot, two androids, a male and female, called mother and father, to raise the, the, next, pinces. the next generation <laughs> of, uh, of humans. So they go get some babies born, through some embryos and they're going to raise the next generation of humans without any knowledge of religion. And then ensues a bunch of really craziness that happens on the show. Hmm. That's interesting that they would pick religion or lack of religion as the fault line on which things Mm -hmm. uh, tear down. But I guess, you know, if you look at history, more wars than not, maybe are at least loosely tied to religion, so I guess it follows. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and, and and there's I I would almost say there's to degree not as judgmenty on the on the two sides, but what's really um, captivating is really Scott's imagination with what happens, and in terms of 
the craziness of this like new planet they're exploring and the new creatures that are there and the weird sci-fi effects that happen it really just takes you on a journey and the best sci-fi things for me are the ones that i that that have not been remixed in the past that feel original this is definitely one of them Hmm, nice uh the religions are are they like actual religions we would know and recognize or are they kind of like it's a blarianity but it's you know it's christianity with a different name or is it yeah, it's, it's 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 exactly the the latter one. Like it's a blur blurinity, where it's you know the elements of it are all very recognizable, but you just call by a different name. Okay, is, that's probably is the, way the to do that. show kind of like? I'm trying to think if if the show is kind of like based on like a single question, like are humans better off without religion? Like if we had to start over again, kind of thing. No. Be honest with you, and this is maybe a turnoff for some folks, but similar to maybe uh, Ridley Scott's Prometheus movie, where it's just so well executed and mm. visually exciting, but the story doesn't exactly come Makes together sense. entirely. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 so compelling; it's enough to keep it going for sure. And the ending really does hit pretty good. So. What I like it, Johnny? On a scale of one to ten, you are a a seven if you see it all the way through. Bo is all right. probably yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have HBO Max, and uh, when I went to, I have HBO through Prime, and when I went to go try to find it, I was like, "Where's Where's my wolves?" I swear I could have seen it. And that's how they get you, I guess. Yeah, so you have yeah. HBO. So that's the, like the only it, show right? that I can't watch. <laughs> the, yeah. the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> nah, this happened to, uh, happened to me on the weekend. We were trying to watch the new Witches movie, but it's on HBO Max. And because HBO doesn't have streaming deal with like Roku or some stupid thing, you can't get the HBO Max app on the device that my girl uses at her, at her place. So it's like, I don't know, we watched it on the iPad. <laughs> Stupid. No, we watched. No, we watched Hubie Halloween instead. Is what we really did, and I feel cheated because <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll go next and talk about my uh, the movie that I watched. Uh, I am a huge fan of Sasha Baron Cohen and all of his characters. I was uh, on the Ali G train before it was a thing. Like I'm Ali G hipster, so naturally when they released uh, the new Borat movie, I had to watch it, and I'm going to give you a quick review of Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit <laughs> once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the new Borat movie uh, came on Amazon Prime uh, for free, or I guess for the price of Amazon Prime. Uh, and I loved it. Um, you know, as usually, as usual, some uh, biting commentary from Sasha Cohen. And uh, his ability to stay in character and kind of reveal the craziest uh, parts of American society shines through yet again. Uh, the the actress playing his daughter did a great job. Also, uh, the scene with Rudy Giul- Giuliani. Don't believe anything that Fox News tells you. He was doing the thing he was doing. Uh, <laughs> it's obvious. It's not a joke. <laughs> they caught him, and it's wild. And... Um, it's definitely got some gross points in the movie, but I think it's a it's good commentary and it's funny, and uh, you can look forward to another ten years of right when it died down, 
people coming back and saying, my wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, various other uh, stupid things Borat said and did. Um, so I did read um, the Kazakhstan, their official, uh, was it travel ad is Kazakhstan. Very nice. <laughs> So they've embraced it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they they really uh, did not like the when the first movie came out. I want to say they, you know, he was a um, uh, 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 what are they called? A uh, not a parishioner, a pariah <laughs> in uh, in Kazakhstan when it first came out. But I guess they were like, well, we can't get around this, so we're going to you know mm-hmm. lean into it for the second movie. And I, and I don't think, I mean, I guess I guess it paints Kazakhstan in a bad light, but it's a. Uh, Makes it look fun. Backwards. <laughs> but fun. <laughs> oh. All right, Bo, uh, and what's your what what do you what have you been uh, um so nothing nothing around? too new, I guess I talk about. So I've you know, I've watched a couple shows, uh, you know, a couple different animes, uh, a couple different books on tape and stuff like that. Um, a couple movies. Um, I guess I could talk about um, I yesterday I just recently watch the season two of the boys uh also watch utopia um and oh, yeah. or i could talk about I, i've been listening to a lot of hp lovecraft in getting ready for halloween so i mean i guess i could talk about the Ooh. boys um so I, but okay so give me oh, give us a spoiler free review of that. well that's the thing i don't know if i can give you kind of a spoiler free um I, I will say that yeah it's it's well, was it good so I, I kind of have like a, I, I would say like a love hate relationship with the boys. There, there are certain parts of the boys that they execute very well, and then there's certain parts of the, that the show they execute, and it's it's completely terrible. So um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it's spoiling anything to say, like a spoiler alert, but it's not spoiling anything to say that there's the one of the the way that it's structured is you have a group of you know, rogue, essentially ex FBI officials. And then you have the soups or the supers and the ex. So, so the premise of the boys for people that don't aren't familiar is that it's kind of, it's basically like the justice league. If they were in, if it was the real yeah. world and they were all jerks. Yep. And, and, and the ex FBI officials, uh, you know, are trying to take down uh, the soups essentially. Uh, and uh, there's, one group that's read by Carl Urban, that's like the the rogue agents. And then there's the other one, Anthony Starr. He's Homelander and he's the soup. And Carl Urban and Anthony Starr really kind of underpin the show. Like they're they're the the good characters and stuff like that. Like that's the whole reason you watch a show. There's Superman yeah, he's, is, he's, is, he's is probably the best character. the best character in the show, hands down. Um and then if when you but then when you start getting away from that um, there's like the Hugh Campbell, which is the, he's kind of like the everyman character on the, that's kind of running around with Carl Urban's Billy Butcher's character, you know, him. And, uh, there's another character star liner. I forget her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not it. Yeah. It's, it's like it star spire or something that. like that. They kind of have like a romantic kind of chemistry or something like that. That's the worst part of the whole entire show. It's, terrible the motivations don't make any sense <laughs> i'll say some of the fight scenes are kind of kind of you know underperformed um there's you know some of the decisions that that the they do make are just kind of crazy and that i just kind of lose my what is it called the feeling of my suspense of 
Yeah, but it's been suspension of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. And and I think it's like when you start getting away from like, and it's probably like how much I relate to a character. If I start relating to a character, then I just like my suspension of disbelief goes away. But if I if they're like almost like a complete cartoon, then it's like I can just enjoy them from afar, you know, kind of thing. So that's why I think I I like the Anthony Starr character, the Carl Urban character, uh, a whole lot. Um, I'll say it's it's if you don't see it, you, it's okay. But it's one of Amazon's best shows they put out in a long time. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's uh, I so I saw the first season and I thought it was just amazing television and um the second season so far is good i've heard the second season isn't as good but from the like three episodes yeah, no, season, it's, I'm like, it's, I'm if you like the first season the second second season doesn't um it doesn't pull any punches and stuff like that so it's <laughs> and i think there's some the the one of the sub stories that i really like and i think it's funny and it's actually it's, it's really actually funny is chase crawford's um he's the deep and his his character's story is like i'm by it yeah the aquaman this, he's in this, the, the, the aquaman. In this, uh, this universe um because <laughs> they they basically I, I don't know exactly if they had any idea of what they were doing with this character but he's essentially turned into kind of like the comedic relief of the show <laughs> and um i like it it's funny so yeah the the, the stuff they do with the aquaman guy is uh out yeah. of <laughs> It's good though. Yeah. All right, so uh, I think that's a that's a, a great episode. You guys got anything else you want to bring to the audience attention? Just want to say it was great uh, getting back together, guys. Um, you know, it's always magic when we come together, and just feels nice to get uh, reconnected with you all, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully with our audience. So, yeah, yeah, we missed you guys too. So yeah, so another excellent episode of the Junto Show is in the books, gang. Uh, have a happy and safe Halloween. Please wear a mask out there and uh, be safe because we need you to be alive to listen. And I guess <laughs> your family probably loves you too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if you would, please leave us a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app. We appreciate it. You can also hit us on our social media and let us know what you think of uh, the episodes or if you have any ideas for content you want to hear us talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, until the next step, and, and don't forget to check out our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Junto Show, where you can help uh, support us doing this exactly this. Yep, and if you go to sign up to be a patron of the Junto Show, you'll get access to bonus content like the episode we filmed today, where we talked about our thoughts on whether or not court packing, or <clears throat> excuse me, I've been paid by the <laughs> DNC to say court reform is a good idea. So that content is there for you, uh, for all of our Patreon listeners. So until the next episode, uh, I'm signing off. I'm Lance. And I'm Bo. I'm Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) A well-oiled machine. We're the Bibuto Show. A well-oiled machine. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care of you guys. Bye. (laughs) 